six of the Champions Chance Knowledge Podcast. Why do we keep doing this? Is it like, do you think we enjoy doing this or something? Well, we do. Do you? There's also uh, compulsion. And you <laughs> must enjoy, enjoy listening to it unless you're some kind of like podcast masochist, which I wouldn't put back. You know, I'm not trying to kink You know what? Kind of thing. My band would be called Podcast Masochist. Podcast Masochist. I like oh, that. Oh, God. They're terrible. I hate listening to this entire <laughs> entire 400-episode run. Pitchfork taught me that there's a market for that shit. Fuck these guys. Actually, I, I regret to inform you that in the, in the process of changing hosts, okay. some of our oldest stuff is gone. Good. Oh, no. Wait, to what year? <laughs> I, don't, I don't stand I don't by remember, what I said but, last but, week. But some of the older stuff is gone. Okay. When I moved over to Anchor, they they couldn't pull it all over. So that, not that I anybody goes back. Eventually. Yeah, not that anybody goes back for the really old stuff, but it's like, <laughs> as long as there have been no complaints from our loyal audience. No, yeah. no, no. My God, episode no. six is gone, and that was my favorite. <laughs> How many episodes did it take for Alex to like? Like Alex, it like was came early. on as like a guest. It was twenty fourteen. Wow. Yeah, God, don't say those numbers. Yeah, don't yeah. say those numbers. I can't believe we've been doing this since 2014. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you feel like uh, you've uh, chosen no. the wrong chalice yet? No. No, no. Not at all. No. I chose I chose wisely. Hmm. <clears throat> I mean, yes, yes, it has drained my life, and I am a hideous walking corpse compared to what I was, but I wouldn't do it any other way, baby. Fair wait, wait, wait. We, we've drained your, your life essence away? Come on. No, I've been poured in it a into consensual the cup. way. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I, I poured the cup. Okay. And you okay. motherfuckers lapped it up, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right there. Yeah, mm. Come on. I'm so not going to pass up whatever that was for free. That's no. It's very no. nourishing. <laughs> so my neighbor uh, got himself Pal World. Mm. And it's like he, he's like he's trying to sell me on it. I, okay, okay, I'm sorry. The first time I saw a trailer for that and the guns came out, I, I howled. I howled. I never saw it coming. The audacity of this fucking game. I mm-hmm. have, yeah, I haven't even watched a trailer. It is kind of, and when he first it's described Pokemon it to me. It's Pokemon with guns. Well, no, when he first described eh, no. it to me, Pokemon had nothing to do with it. It sounded like Valheim. It's Arc. It was like, oh, right, yeah, I'm sorry, very, like, like that dinosaur game, yes. It's very much it's like Ark. a survival sim, and he was talking about how he really didn't like Ark. Um, but this is really, really neat. Like you can like Pokemon anyone and you can take it back to your base and set them to work on your base. And like you can poke you can Pokeball NPCs and now they're, now they're, you know, manservant slaves walking around your base doing what you tell them to. And prior to the most recent patch, he would give it an eight or nine out of 10. He said, Jesus, what? It's an early access game. He would give it an eight or nine out of 10. And now it's got this most recent patch that has apparently introduced some performance issues and introduced additional bugs while addressing, uh, I think it was an XP exploit bug, I think he said. Mm. I could be wrong. Um, mm. And now it's a 7. Now it's a 7 out of 10. Well, but he's it, loving it. 8, eight million in, in a week seems Yeah, odd. like 1.5 million concurrent players. Mm. I, 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 I don't think the $70 uh, market is working. I think there's so how, a big ass market for budget games. What what is the price for this early access? Thirty bucks. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, bucks. it's on sale right now. Twenty seven dollars. Yeah. I also remember, you know, was it the new Remnant was only forty dollars and it did very fucking well for itself. Hmm. Yeah, I I agree that uh, a good price is a, a good selling point these days, especially after that fucking Prince of Persia game. 
that's way too expensive what? for what it is. I don't get it. Oh yeah, I have not. <clears throat> I won't play that. I mean, I'll play it eventually, but I'm not paying. I will play it. for that. Oh yeah, we, so we, we, I will negotiate with time. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. it's seventy bucks before tax, and it's a Ubisoft game. I can wait. Give it, give it six. And yet you bought Diablo long. Four. No, <laughs> that was on sale. That was, uh, that was okay. a Thanksgiving sale. It was I, a huge I got my money's worth out of that casino. Yeah, I definitely no, so got my bad. money's worth so out of Diablo Four. I, I, I became. I got. I was like a, one of these ridiculous level one hundred mages. Sorry, I gotta respond. To we this. all do. Well, you, got, you can't. You don't have hmm. Well, but I, I mean, just being in the states and watching television, you smell shenanigans. But mm-hmm. they're they're constant and just stinky. Anyway, it's the reason I show up to work, I love them so much. Shenanigans. I just like the word shenanigans. There's shenanigans, and then there's malarkey. And we have a both here, the Chamberlain Chance and Alex Podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, it's, it's free on Game Pass, and I'm probably not going to bother. I'm sorry, I'm Pal not, World? Pal or? World is on Game Pass. What? Holy shit. Okay. Yes. So, I know that. Is, For it, PC I mean, or Xbox? For Xbox. I didn't know what? A was on Xbox or B on Early Access was... A, Game Pass thing. Yeah. Okay. No, it is. It's 100% on Game Pass. Could download it right now. But everything I've read, though, is that the Steam version is superior in every way to the Xbox. That's version. usually true, of all things. <clears throat> okay, not on PlayStation it's, at all. Okay. No, it's not coming out. Microsoft signed some sort of deal on this with them and nailed it down. Which is aw- yeah, so it, it's awfully it's prescient, of, you know? It's crazy that Pal World, like, just suddenly appeared and is kind of the biggest, well, some of the biggest gaming news of the week. That this game just appeared and made, I think, 8 million units in a week. That's insane. insane. It made insane money. And I read a little bit about the studio that did it. This is like their second game. Their first game was a big nothing burger of a survival game. One was a pretty egregious Hollow Knight ripoff. Yeah. And this one, they, they literally spent every single penny they had. If this... Game didn't take off. They were done. That's a cute story. Well, I yeah. hope you end up and it took nice off. Paper. It's like 40 employees. It's a small place. Oh, that's nice. I think they self-published and then signed with Steam. Steam takes their 30% and they get the rest. Huh. So, I mean, Nintendo's looking at it, but there's nothing Nintendo can do. There's and everyone nothing, working, I mean, everyone working at Xbox and Blizzard is looking at these indies like, you lucky motherfuckers. I mean, okay, for these 40 people in this one company, it worked out well. How many hundreds of indie companies do have hundreds we of never thousands, heard of? Hundreds of yeah. thousands. Yeah, that we've like never winning, heard of. It's, it's like winning the lottery, and you're all playing, and but they're all playing the same game. But these Someone, guys just happen to yeah. win the lottery. And how many better games than Pal World just didn't get picked up? Didn't yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't sound We won't know until nothing, like 20 years from now. That's Nothing true. about it sounds particularly great. It's just they took this other shit that people like and they mash it up with this other thing that people like, and people like it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> fine. Like and chocolate, like check it. this. Check this shit out. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm Officer I don't enjoy... What's going on here? <laughs> hey, I, I just don't enjoy Pokemon games. I don't enjoy survival games. So it's like this is two things I don't enjoy put together, and that's fine. <laughs> I I like survival games, but I haven't played a dedicated survival game since like Don't Starve that I really love. Yeah, I've always of, wanted of... to like that game. Don't start. It, it yeah, takes and a Invisible while. Ink. It, it takes uh, Invisible Ink. I really loved, but I never gave it the time it deserved. Because it takes a while to do anything in Invisible Ink, and you can lose like that. I know it was like it was like XCOM, but way crueler somehow. 
Yeah. yeah like turn to turn. So uh, last week, The Last of Us Remastered became available for 15 Canadian dollars. For the upgrade, yes. For the upgrade, because I already had a digital copy of The Last mm-hmm. of Us 2. And I haven't returned to Cyberpunk or, what was the other one, Baldur's Gate. Like, they're still both wow. installed. I haven't touched them. I, I unlocked every character in No Return. I ended up liking Lev the best, because he starts with the bow. It is mm, a he, right? Okay. Lev is a he? Lev was a he, yeah. Yeah, Lev was a he. I think. And, uh, yeah, yeah Lev, Lev starts with a bow, so I did really, really well with Lev. I couldn't beat No Return once. You have to go through six areas, and all the all the the pre-release footage I saw was only one combat type. That is, there are enemies in the area. Uh, they might be looking for you or something, but they don't know where you are. That's only one of like three different types, or three or four different types of encounters you can have. There are some where they know where you are. They're coming straight for you. And oh, by the way, we've turned on one of our crazy chromatic filters, so everything mm-hmm. is black and red. Ew. And that's it. Those are the only two colors. I know it's too much, too fucking much. Yeah. So it, it's it's very stressful, but it just but it just reminded me that I fucking love this combat. I love just like sneaking around areas, picking up shit. Uh, a downside for it to me was it's really fast paced. Like you spawn into an area, you have fifteen seconds to pick up anything that might be laying around that you might be able to use, and then enemies are spawning. That feels like a short amount of time. You beat a wave, and then you have 15 seconds to pick up shit and craft shit and heal yourself. And then another wave is spawning. And then once you beat the area, you have 15 seconds to pick up shit. And then you're going back to the base. Um, And you just do that six times without dying. And it gets progressively harder with each one, and I never beat the fifth area. you got to go through six, and the sixth one is a boss fight. Uh, But I never got through the fifth one on any character ever. Um... Tommy and Joel, for some reason, both can't dodge. They're the only characters that can't. Uh, mm. They take reduced melee damage. I don't think that's a good trade. Um, but it just reminded me that I love the combat so much that I started a second playthrough of The Last of Us Part Two. finally. I don't think I've ever completed a second playthrough of The Last of Us Part Two, And now I'm up to Abby's second day. And yeah, just really enjoying it. Are there it any r- noticeable of... differences no. on the PS5 no. version? No, okay. no. And I've seen screenshot comparisons. I should look at Digital Foundry's, whatever Digital Foundry did on it. But all the screenshots I see online is that it looks literally identical to the PS4 yeah. version running on PS5. Like even the like shadows, it, down to the grain. But here's mm. the thing. This presentation is good. fucking fantastic. Yeah, like, it still looks good. <laughs> like, at, on, as a whole, it looks better than Cyberpunk running on PS5. I honestly it's think actually, Arkham Knight is about as good as a video game's ever looked. Batman Arkham Knight? Yeah. Disagree. What? Disagree. Starfield sneaks up on it, but, like, we've been stuck for almost a decade on games that look at kind of like at Last of Us Part 2, Archshider 4 kind of levels. And One of the reasons The Last yeah. of Us looks so beautiful and works as well as it does is there's something slightly stylized about it. Um, uh, cyberpunk tries to go for full-on realism. Yeah, it doesn't quite work. It's a little stiff. And yeah, and so it can't quite hit it. But because The Last of Us slightly stylizes everything, um, it ends up just looking beautiful. I think um, The Witcher Three was the right balance for them. Mm. Uh, cyberpunk looks better than The Witcher Three to me. No, I mean, I, it, it was more stylized, and I thought that kind of fit the tone better. Well, it, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But. Uh, 
but yeah, I, I found myself really, really enjoying The Last of Us Part Two, um, to the same degree. Like it reminds me of the feeling of playing through Dead Space Remastered again. Hmm. Although, as on the whole, as a game, um, the Dead Space, uh, the Dead Space remake was kind of more consistently fun. I'm not skipping cutscenes. I promised myself that I would. I'm not doing it because I'm just reminding myself of all the motivations. And because I already know the story, I'm enjoying the story a fuck of a lot more. That's like actually part, a sign of a good narrative. Yeah, the part where Ellie is begging Abby not to kill Joel. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it, Abby. By doing this, you will just create the monster in her that you are in this moment. She will hunt you down, Abby. She will destroy <laughs> your life. Don't do it. And of course, Abby does it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. On HBO. It's absolutely, it's absolutely worth uh, worth checking out. If you haven't played The Last of Us Part Two, or if you just haven't played it since launch, absolutely. I'll, so I'm gonna finish it. Plot question: hmm. Now that you've played it again or passed this part, why does Abby not kill Ellie in the very beginning when they killed Joel? Why doesn't because she just finish the job? Because Ellie never wronged her. These people are just, you know, trying to have a community, just like uh, her people are back in Boston, I want to say. Um, and the whole thing is that we're here to kill this guy who killed my dad. That's it. That's mm-hmm. We're here to get justice for my dad. We're not here for them. And other, other characters in the room tell her it is stupid to leave these people alive. They are a loose end. We need to kill them, and and Abby's like no, and someone else in the room says that would make us, you know, no better than Joel is. Like we're not we're not murderers. We're not here to do that. We're here to serve justice to this guy. Okay, and we've done I, just, that. I so couldn't now, remember. Yeah, and so now why. we're gonna go. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then Ellie just goes and kills all of her friends, <laughs> all of them. The pregnant one, the pregnant That's one played wild. by Ashley Birch. That's why gets knifed in the throat. Oh, I don't and know if I want to I, see that. I don't know if I want to see Ashley Birch knife in the throat. <laughs> you know which actor pops up for one scene and is the leader of Ellie's uh, or of Abby's uh, people, the the Washington Liberation Front? Is it Jeffrey Norman? Wright. Jeffrey Wright. Oh, what? Shit. Jeffrey Wright is the, shows up for one fucking scene, and I'm listening to the voice, and I'm like, it can't be. And I Google this shit. I'm like, no, oh my he, god. He shows up and stuff. He was down for Venture Brothers. Who was he in Venture Brothers? He was a thick tank. Oh. He's in like one episode in like the last season. God, I don't even remember it. Uh, yeah, so that he's was, ba- that was is cool. the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, he's a, a MODOK type. I thought okay. it was pretty good. But just, um, just in terms of gameplay, like the combat, the sneaking around, the, you know, opening drawers to find shit to craft the shit that you need. The Last of Us Part Two is some sublime goddamn gameplay. It absolutely uh, is. It is top of the yeah. class action. I'm loving it. And that's what mm. I played. Well, I did manage to reach the 50th level and finish up oh. El Paso Elsewhere. Got it done. What did you think it, about it? I, I thoroughly enjoyed it because, like... For the first two-thirds of the game, you're not interacting with Dracula at all. You're going down to kill her, and you know what's coming. And then the last 15 or so levels, between every level or two, this little like scene that plays in the elevator going down into space, and you begin interacting with her. And just in these short conversations, you begin to really hate her because Whoa. she is 
constantly trying to manipulate your character in an abusive relationship. There, there's the, the, wor- the worst one or best one, depending on how you think about it, is for some reason they're both standing on top of the elevator as it's going down. And she says, it is unfair for you to judge me based on what you think I did to you. <laughs> Just okay. gaslighting the shit out of him. I'm sorry you think I was awful to you. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so the backstory of that is, is that he, he knew what she was and was still romantically involved, right? Mm-hmm. And she began to kind of take advantage of the situation because she's a vampire. She's incredibly powerful to the point where he was terrified of her. Loved her, but was terrified of her. Before he left, she tells him, stay on that couch, don't move, and is gone for two days. And he doesn't move. She gets back, says, good boy. And he leaves. He finally leaves. So after she says, it is unfair of you to judge me by what you think I did to you, he said, your last words to me were good boy. And her reply is, well, weren't you? And I'm like, oh, that's bitch got to die. Bitch has got to <laughs> die at this point. <laughs> so it was really good. I mean, the, the final boss fight with her. Um, so whatever you die, big bold letters on the screen, you keep going. And it just goes back to the, to the last checkpoint. And the checkpoints are actually fairly fairly frequent you get her down you think you kill her screen goes black she keeps going new life bar you fight her again i'm like all right that's that's pretty cool so it's i mean is it it, it's it's kind of janky it's not a looker but it was just enjoyable all the way through if it had come out 10 years ago people would still be talking about it Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so indie. I don't know how big this development house is, but it's got, I'd imagine it's a few dozen people, if that. You've um, just described the most interesting video game antagonist I've heard of in a long time. Yeah, Dracula so, is... That's some good dialogue. Yeah, there's a lot of really good dialogue in it. There's a lot of, you'll, you'll come across, um, like, projectors in, this, in the environment, and you go and play them, and it just plays back little pieces of their relationship. And, and... You know, why does he love her so much? Why does this happen? How did it start going sour? Just It's all optional stuff to find, but it just adds color to how is he so infatuated with this person? How did she get this over on him? And then, like, one of the last few areas, he's like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Why do I not want to do this? Why is seeing him again making this hard? And you see him falling back into it in the end. And it's got two different endings, depending on what you do. They're both ambiguous, good or bad. They're both kind of like, oh, that kind of sucks, actually. So it's, I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And then because it's mail going, was still it's screwed going up. on the list. It is. You should. For cheap, absolutely yeah. you should play this. Yep. Um, and because mail is still screwed up, I haven't gotten anything. I, I mean, my mail is still a mess because of a week's worth of snow. I sat there staring at the Xbox store for like, 45 minutes one night just like I need to play something I don't want to spend any money but I need to play something I need to have something and out of that came The Last Faith which is based I mean okay it's visually animation wise even gameplay wise it's very blasphemous it's very heavy uh, depending on which weapon you have, there are different weapons you can use and different handguns you can use. Everything is feel, everything feels heavy. I'm using a two-headed greatsword. This, this is a 2D Metroidvania. 2D side-scrolling Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah. Um, every every button press, every swing of the sword is a commitment. Like you swing that sword, and 
you know, you've, you've decided this is what you're going to do for the next half second. You're swinging that sword. So difficulty wise, it's a, it's a little weird. So it's, it, it feels kind of on an even keel and then out of nowhere, it'll just wipe you the fuck out. And it doesn't need to be a boss. It just catches you in a bad situation and like different combinations of enemies will pin you down and you're dead. And like, wait, what the hell happened? Um, Bosses are not quite grime level difficult, but pretty hard. Um, They take some time, mostly because they don't give you much time to heal. Healing, you you have like up to, I think, nine healing things I can carry right now. And each one heals about half of your health. Problem is the bosses don't stop long enough to let you heal usually. So you just got to do it right. Um... Other general issues, it uses the same currency for leveling up your stats as it does for leveling up your weapons, and that kind of bothers me. Hmm. It makes the decision of what to spend your money on difficult. Like, do I level up well, my sword or do I level up my stats? That's that's a Souls-like. Yeah, that's a It is, it is. I mean, it, it's, it has a few Souls-y things, like when you die, you leave all your stuff in a pile wherever you left it, and it doesn't tell you where that was. There's no little shining icon on the map of where you died last. So if you're not paying attention, you can lose your stuff. Hmm. Um, but there's no stamina bar. Which I love. I appreciate that. Dodge all day. Doesn't matter. Um, it takes itself so seriously, though. It's almost like... It feels like... Um, oh, shoot. Like Dark Shadows. Hey. Where it's like it, it takes itself so seriously that it's almost funny. Like, it's so gothic and so moody. And they're saw, all speaking that, these... Hmm? I read that the story was absolutely incomprehensible. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. But every character means every word they say. And they speak in hushed tones about, you know, terrible things in the dark. And you don't know what's happening, but if you go down this hallway, there might be something you can use. Every character talks like that. None of it makes any sense. Uh, it doesn't really tell you where to go very often, but usually just by looking at the map, you can kind of figure out what you need to do. Um, I'm like, I think 10 hours in, and it says I'm at like 45, 50% completion so That's far. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I've, <clears throat> I was playing this morning. I, I hit a room that was just like, absolute bullshit like it wasn't even a boss it just it just sealed the room and now you've got to fight these enemies and it comes in waves and the second wave was two of something that was a boss five hours ago i'm like what oh and then then i died i'm like yeah i know what that's That's the second wave yeah that's the second wave it's probably gonna be a third one uh so it every once in a while it turns the screws and gets really hard but it's I mean, the animation is really good it's got some of the same kind of finishing moves that the first blasphemous had where, I don't know, just in some super gory way you finish them off, there's these gargoyle things that are flying, and if you knock them down right, you'll kick them and pull their wings off one at a time. And it looks really painful, um, but in a cathartic kind of way. In a Kratos kind of way. Hmm? In a Kratos kind of way. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's 30. I, I mean, I, I actually bought this game because I just, I don't know, I needed something. And... It hasn't driven me off screaming yet. I have had to put the controller down a few times, but it has not just, I have not given up on this yet. 72 on Metacritic. 23 that feels reviews. about right. It's, it's, it's a 7.5 out of 10. This, this is not a Hollow Knight. You know, this, this is, is not the, even a Bloodstain. This Blood is like Stand. a DS Classic kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. I mean, like if this. I had some other stuff to play, I probably would, but it's it's fine. The The music, though, it's like, it's always like this moody piano string stuff. It's like I'm just waiting for it to like go up tempo like Castlevania at some point, but it never does. It's always just uh, like 
somber. Everything's dying. Religion but I love is surprise bad. metal. I it, it has. I have gotten zero surprise metal out of this. Uh. Maybe they're saving it for the final boss. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's what I've got. And I've also been fighting off the urge to buy Tekken Eight. I've heard really good things about Tekken Eight. Oh no, it it is. I, the, the demo I played was really good, and everybody is saying that this is just, it's just really, really solid. But Tekken is hard, and that would be a significant time commitment to it. A, so, a bear I don't game. Know. <laughs> the bear's in there. Kuma's in there, mm-hmm. and Panda. There's several. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends. I don't know. I. <laughs> I think about it, but then I remember preparing the drywall on my wall six months ago. I'm like, oh, eh, you punched a wall over a game, really? I threw a I threw a TV remote into the wall, Whoa. six feet to my right, <laughs> over Street Fighter Six. Well, that's actually kind and, of impressive. Yeah, oh, and and I mean, the most annoying part for me is that it took you know because I had to patch the drywall, I had to sand the drywall, I had to find the right paint and paint the drywall. Now you can't tell because I'm actually fairly handy with stuff like that. But it was oh, just I was in, I was embarrassed. Stuff. Yeah, I was embarrassed. Like I didn't want to tell anybody. Like, yeah, I, I put a TV remote through a wall, missed the studs. The remote was just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Most remotes can take a licking. Yeah, I was really surprised. Like, this they just, know their clientele. It went straight in, like a dart, just poof, disappeared and was halfway gone into the wall. That's, kind of, that's impressive, is what it is. You're proud of yeah. yourself. For yeah, that, admit it. I, I I am kind of, and I threw that because I knew that was cheaper than the uh, arcade stick in my lap. <laughs> I would never do but, anything to my precious baby PS5 controllers. No way in fuck am I hurting them. Not yeah. Really, no. yeah. Oh, 70 yeah. bucks a pop. Yeah, but being impoverished yeah, also informs that decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alex, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I am confounded that Ooh. I am playing Persona 4 Golden for maybe the third time, which makes it my okay. seventh time through Persona 4, maybe. Jeez. And I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know how to explain to myself why I keep playing this game semi-annually. It's it, it's because I can never remember what all the weaknesses are on all the enemies. I'm never a hundred percent. And in these kinds of games, if you're behind one or two turns, a random mob could wipe you out. And that's a lot of tension, even if you're just blowing through it like I am. I. I I've never done a new game plus. I'm basically cheating and still getting my ass handed to me. I have a level 73 like Pokemon on a 20-50 boss, and he's one-shotting me because he knew I didn't pay attention to his last move, which made him invincible. <laughs> like, this game is so well-designed, and I just, I just I love it. I love Enaba. love that soundtrack. I Great, great characters in 4. Incredible. There's... I'm I'm finally making friends with the murderer. Which one's the murderer? Um, Adachi, the um. Oh, that guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's actually, he's, there's a bunch of scenes where he's just really nice to Nanako, and you're just like, fuck, they know you know, so like they're just rubbing your nose into it. He's not a complete monster, and it's not, it's pretty good, it's a pretty good story. He like, does manage to keep her so from not it's... crying, hmm. to make up for Dojima's horrible parenting. It's kind of sweet. The characters of Persona 4 were so good, it spawned a fighting game that was good. It spawned a dancing game, like two of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to sit out the Persona 3 remake. If they, do, if they do 4 again on like a Persona 5 level, I 
might not be able to help myself. Yeah, I, I could see myself getting seduced by that, but it's been a long time since I enjoyed a straight JRPG, and the old, the last straight JRPG I enjoyed was Persona Four. Damn, two thousand. you liked five. Well, no, he, he's no. hung up on Anne. I say he oh. should push past it at least for one playthrough. I I mean it. It just it no, it really it wasn't, makes up it wasn't, for it. Okay, I mean Anne Anne was definitely a part of it. But it was because when I came into Persona 3, I thought we talked about this last week. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. When yeah, we, we came into yeah. Persona 3, I was really impressed that a JRPG was impressing me with how maturely it was handling mature themes. And <laughs> I, didn't, I, I had never played a JRPG <laughs> that actually managed to do that before. And so I loved Persona 3, and then I loved the hell out of Persona 4, and I was equally impressed with how it did it. And then I started playing Persona 5 and was immediately disappointed with how it did it. I was like, well, you're not giving me the core, one of the core things that I most valued in this franchise anymore. And in but fact, it is, it's really, it's really putting putting me off it. It's it is the most tightly curated JRPG experience I've ever played. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got a copy around here somewhere. I just, you know, Last of Us Remastered. Fucking great final act in that game. Fucking Cyberpunk, Baldur's Gate. I got games. I got games. We got. We all got games. Oh. And I got Overwatch for the moment. We'll see what happens next. Well, yeah. I, I keep mm. threatening to start another other uh, run on, um, or f- actually like finish a run on. Uh, was it a uh, Transistor? Mm. You n- you never finished I Transistor. Liked, I like nope. Transistor. I yeah, Transistor oh, was a little yeah. I didn't like. I don't remember I why I put it down. I think I just got too confused. That combat gets pretty complicated. It gets fucking super complicated. Yeah, but there's so much you can do with it. Like, that's... Oh, you're not freezing time enough. That's a mine. (laughs) (laughs) I love the way... I love the way those super giant games... um, Or at least the the turn-based ones. Oh, and... And and Bastion. They both... They were so complicated within their simplicity. Like, it was was like... um, it was like the, the skills in Diablo 4. How you can have this lightning bolt spell, but oh, you can modify it with this fire thing. Oh, and this other thing. And, and also, the, this one is basically the, this this bomb is the soul of a nice shopkeeper lady you found dead. Yes, and so the number <laughs> of combinations you can, you can get out of all this shit and all the shit you can do with them is really, really deep and interesting. And you can come up with some incredibly powerful combinations. And, you know, the min-maxer in me loves that shit. But, yeah. like, I, I I remember getting really overwhelmed like after the second boss. Oh. There are only four bosses. I don't remember. It's been a while. Felt like I was halfway. Just remember it was good. Oh, and man. yet, Super Giant has never missed. I didn't like that. You guys like, didn't like Pyre. Super... You didn't. Oh, like I forgot like about Pyre. No, I didn't like Pyre. Pyre was. I liked no. Pyre. That was the only I, one who liked Pyre. I didn't. I didn't speak NBA Jam, so I was at a disadvantage. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not here for the magical basketball. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was so good. Come the on. presentation was good. I'll agree with that. I did love Still the Still Super Giant, or whatever his name was, the narrator. Yeah. Game Master. I don't. I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't remember that. I just remember. I actually. I really enjoyed the actual like sports and playing of Pyre. I thought it was funny. I have watched a few movies lately that might bear mentioning. There's, I've uh, almost rewatched the entirety of True Detective <laughs> with my wife. Really? Yeah. Like I thought, I thought seasons two and three were like meh. I l- okay. That's, that's what I heard. So I w- once I've been watching with her with season one, I think we both agreed it could have been five episodes. Okay. 
like almost every episode, you're like, oh my god, another two minute establishing shot over gospel music. <laughs> Can we wrap it the fuck up? And you no, know, we're not. No, babe, babe, babe. There's four more hours of this. We're only halfway through. And she's like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? God. <laughs> it it. It, it it's more noticeable if you're watching them back to back like I watched them like as they premiered back in the day mm. and it, it, it takes its time and Matthew McConaughey spends literally four hours making those like beer can dolls and it was, I had like <laughs> he's like what the fuck is he doing he's making like paper like can dolls I'm like why why are we still talking about the universe and everything who the fuck I killed that girl and it she she bailed in season two, and I kind of did too. But I am kind of watching season three on my own. I think it's the best one. I hmm. really do. I think the who's, mystery who's is the tightest. Three? The one with Mahershala Ali in the three different time Ooh. periods. Ooh, okay. I like him. Like I think like I don't know if Fukunaga was still shooting it, but I think it's it has a much better color palette. Mahershala is three different people at any given moment. It's an incredible performance, and uh, I don't—I forgot how it went down this time, and I was actually kind of surprised how it ended. Who's in the new season? Um, ooh, uh, Jodie Foster. Ooh, and yeah, she's good. Okay, she's real good. It, it's a—it's way more outwardly paranormal, but it might be like a chemical spill making everyone crazy kind of thing. We don't know yet. Hmm. But Russ's dad is involved. Um, okay, on Amazon Prime, I watched Strays, which is Jamie Foxx and Will Ferrell oh, the providing dogs. the voices for a pair of dogs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd that go? And the, okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, Isla Fisher is there, and Randall... I want to say Randall Park? Yes, that probably yeah. And uh, Will Forte, I think... Who's the guy from The Last Man on Earth? Will Forte. Yeah, okay. Will Forte is the abusive owner of the Will Ferrell dog. And everyone who shows up in this is giving it their all. They are all here for it. They are all 100% committed to giving really, really good performances. Uh, The plot is kind of meh. It's really weird that we're getting like... uh, These are... like The the talking dog movies are movies for children. This is an R-rated movie. Where these dogs say filthy things and talk about filthy things and pee on each other mm-hmm. just to get their smells on each other as like a bonding ritual. Um, it is it is a it's a weird melange of genres. Uh, there were a couple good laughs in it. I don't know, three stars, I guess. Um, role play is uh, Kaylee Cuoco starring as an international assassin who is married to uh, I want to say David Oyelowo. You know that guy? Oh, uh, yeah. He was um, Martin Luther King in uh, Selma. Yes. He is an excellent actor. I knew this. Kaylee Cuoco is a sitcom actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And no. so occasion, occasionally they will have conversations about very real shit, and she just can't bring it at the level that he does. And it's really disappointing because I wanted to be successful. I enjoyed the shit out of Harley Quinn, but Harley Quinn doesn't require this much. Um... So again, I don't know, two and a half stars out of five. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of following along on Rotten Tomatoes and role play. Ooh, no. <laughs> excuse yeah, me. Kind of, kind of thumbs down on role play. Twenty eight percent on that one. That one's not good. Uh, Saltburn. Oh yeah, where um, Barry Keegan drinks that bath water. 
Yeah, Barry Barry Keegan, um, Rosamund Pike. I and there's another really really strong actor in there. God, I I know him. Oh, are you uh, Carrie Mulligan? Oh yeah, no, she's she's there briefly, but no, this is a guy. And fuck Jacob Bellorty. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but he's an older guy. So if that if Jacob Bellorty is young, that's not no, him. he's anyway, a younger dude. Barry Keoghan, um, or however you pronounce that guy's name, really caught my attention in Banshees of Inisherin. So I'm kind of interested in whatever he does next because he's he's a really interesting actor to watch. Second, this is the director of Promising Young Woman, and I thought Promising Young Woman was fucking brilliant. I don't know what this movie is trying to say or if it's trying to say anything other than come with us as this complete psychopath disassembles this family to enrich himself. Um, And in that, it's fun. And every now and again, this movie will give you a shot that is kind of unforgettable. Like Barry Keoghan standing there with a pair of antlers on his head because he's attending a, a fancy party with these people. And he's got no shirt on. And he's like kind of ripped, and he's wearing this beautiful, um, beautiful white uh, suit jacket with a bunch of embroidery along the lapels, standing in a doorway lit from behind. Like it, it looks fucking amazing. There's so many. There's a lot of great shots in this. Um, but it also didn't. It like goes for the. It goes for the emotional thrills of manipulating people and almost getting caught, but it never indulges itself in the violence which occurs. And this entire family dies. No. Oh. This entire family dies. And it and spoiler, it ends with him dancing through their mansion completely naked. Okay. Like, like a five minute shot following him through the mansion as he dances. And that's the end of the movie. Um, I'll I'll go three and a half stars. <laughs> I'll go three and a half stars on Saltburn. I mean, that's not what you some, expected. <laughs> there's definitely no. It's not what I expected. There's definitely some indelible stuff there. Um, and again, it was so well made that I'll watch whatever this woman directs again. I mean, did the police ever talk to him? No. <laughs> wow. So this entire weird. family dies, and this one guy's left here mooching. I wonder who killed them all. Yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't come up, and that that kind of bothers. That's me. fucking nuts, man. Like, like someone <laughs> saw him with the young man just before the young man died, and that people never care comes what happens up. to rich fuckers with mansions. Yeah, that never comes up. That was kind of weird, anyway. So that's about uh, it. Um, it. It's a oh. metaphor. Oh, okay. It's a so. Metaphor. <laughs> I was trying to think, what the fuck is this a metaphor for? But if it's a metaphor for anything. It's a metaphor for, like, the anxiety of the rich that inviting a poor person into their lives will result in their immediate death. That sounds and, like something a rich person would spend their entire lives worrying about. And and here's the thing. Apparently, the woman who directed it, she does come from an affluent British family. Yeah, she does. Yeah, so it's kind of like, what the fuck is this all about? Why won't they? I'm, I'm terrified someone <laughs> in the middle class will kill my entire family. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, if you We scroll... just like some health care, please. If you scroll, well, they have it in Britain. If they scroll to the bottom of the uh, the headlines email today, you'll find a link to a video called "Friday Night Play the Games." And if you skip to about forty-seven seconds in, you'll see what elicited this week's hate mailbag. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. just the Moira. It's just the Moira at the end. So here, I'll press play. I just yeah, Moira. Okay, here the Moira stuck the pulse bomb. Moira's dead. Everyone else is dead. No, no, no. no. Uh, that, that was the Bastion and the Kiriko, and then the uh, 
The sojourn shooting at me from afar. I get the sojourn. The Malga realizes this fight's over. I got to get out. So I go in there and I kill the Malga. And I'm about to leave. <laughs> I see the Moira come back and then I kill the Moira. And then the Moira writes, Tracer, please. <laughs> and that's this week's hate mail back. <laughs> that's pretty. Well, I mean, are people who play Overwatch getting more polite? That's, uh, I don't know. Uh, no, I know for a fact that my brother shields me from the worst of it. Aww. Okay, it's so he won't tell you to touch grass and or. No, no, he, he he will, I think, but he tries not to do it if we're losing. And these people are like, Tracy, you just suck. You can't hit me or shit like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, so headline. If you ever get into a fight, he's gonna hit you with all sorts of bad stuff. Just save it all up. Remember this... that game three weeks ago? He called you a bitch. <laughs> he called you a cuck, man. <laughs> Head, headlines. Um, yes. Headlines. <clears throat> In entertainment news, check out the trailer for a movie called Monkey Man. The trailer just came out yes. today. It looks like an action-packed class war revenge movie directed by and starring Dev Patel, who was mm. like the main guy in The Green Knight. Apparently, it was previously bought by Netflix for $30 million, but Jordan Peele watched it and felt it needed a theatrical release, so I don't know if it's coming to Netflix now. Either way, I want to see that movie. And when I put out the headlines, Alex said, man, have you watched the trailer for uh, uh, Roadhouse? For Roadhouse. And yeah, I have watched the trailer for Roadhouse. And then I saw a bunch of stuff all like on Twitter, on Reddit, everywhere I go, people are saying like, this Roadhouse looks so stupid. It looks so bad. Like, why would you do this with this Patrick Swayze classic? I'm like, what the fuck? Do you it remember a different me. movie than I do? Yeah. I mean, here's what I, this here's looks what fun I as fuck. Here's what I remember best about Roadhouse. Peter Griffin does a spinning kick and kicks someone through a wall and then says, Roadhouse. <laughs> That's what, and to me, that is what Roadhouse is about. It's about throat doing, yeah, doing slow, throat I, don't even ripping, remember, yeah. I don't even remember the throat ripping. Um, but I saw some articles, I think it was on AV Club, that really kind of idealized Patrick Swayze's character in Roadhouse <laughs> and that you shouldn't fuck with it. And, um, and I don't know. I'm I'm on Alex's side. I think this looks like some Jerry Bruckheimer stupid looks, fun. This looks fun. This looks fun. It yeah. Looks fun. And you know, Jake Gyllenhaal, God bless him, got ripped for it, and he's really trying to look sexy in his forties. And let him do it. It looks fun. It looks fun. I mean, I, I would also believe he'd be sleeping in his car. He, he's a good actor. He's yeah. so ripped. Oh my he's god. So stupid ripped. He, he's stupid ripped. Absolutely. Why? Um, okay. Whoever is helping him out. I need no, that he... guy in my life. <laughs> no, I need shoulders. The guy, the guy from It's Always uh, Rob McEnany or from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia was asked, like, you know, what can I do to get that body that you got from Mac in like season six or whatever it was? And he's like, oh, you can't. You 100% can't. Because I hired the guy who, um, who worked out uh, the people for 300 and, uh-huh. I, you know, paying a personal chef to give me just the exact kind of calories that I need. And I oh, have yeah. all this free time in which to do it. No normal person could do this. Don't, um, don't even try. Like, don't set yourself up for that kind of failure. So I really appreciated that. <laughs> no, like I, I love that whole cast. I want nothing but the best. Yeah. Um, and I keep forgetting Danny DeVito has been on there for almost 20 years. One of my ex-girlfriends once went to Disneyland and uh, ended up in a group with Danny DeVito. 
I and said what? she was just the most horrible person she'd ever met. Oh. Yeah. Well, she was she was a you know sensitive kid, like we were kids at the time. Um, but just from that, I've never trusted. I never trusted. Actually, it doesn't. That doesn't really surprise me that he'd be terrible because he's old now, just cranky and old. Well, not just that, but, but kind of in like the the Ron Perlman way, where this yeah. is a famous this is a famous person who's also famously not particularly attractive, and that seems to breed some real cruelty into a person. Yeah. Wait, Ron that. Perlman's terrible. Yeah, from what I hear, yeah. Ugh. Oh. Yeah. Well, what hope is there for the rest of us who just look plain? Come on. None. <laughs> okay. Dig a don't hole. Try, don't stick her head try in to, Don't try to compare <laughs> yourself to Jake Gyllenhaal and Roadhouse. Uh, stand I just up. look at that guy's arms. Holy shit. Anyway. <clears throat> stand up. Well, that reminds me. I'm watching. Okay, so I've been following a woman, a bodybuilder on Twitter for a while. Uh, fuck, I'm not going to remember the lady? Couldn't possibly yeah. be the one that cosplays as Carlac, could it? Uh, I don't think I've seen her Carlac cosplay yet, but she absolutely could cosplay Carlac. Mm-hmm. No, you're thinking unrelated. Honestly, I'm sure. I think mm-hmm. I've seen. Uh, I think I've seen a bodybuilder lady. I think her name was Autumn. I'm gonna look her up. See, we had talked about Axe Lady on TikTok before, who just just splits wood. In yeah, yeah, shirtless, yeah, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In a sleeveless shirt. Yeah. Nicole Conan, I want to say, is that woman's name? Now, that's not, that's not her, Axe Lady. I've seen her on Twitter shorts. She's Canadian. I love her. I want all. No, that is yeah. That's that is okay. Yep, 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 yep. She's got a cute dog. Her girlfriend loves her. So you're out of out of the running, unfortunately. But I'm I'm not I'm not searching for it. Just watch her. Just watch her chop wood and get jealous. Yeah. Anyway, hers are. I would take her arms. She's got great arms. She's got great arms. Uh, Freaking Alex's. Fucking yeah. Whatever. So, just by following this bodybuilder lady on Twitter for long enough, I understand that bodybuilders do a thing called a bulk and then a thing called a cut. And yeah. when when you're bulked up, um, you 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 lose some muscle definition. You almost look a little overweight, but you're not. Um, and then you do this thing where I, I don't know. It's like they just drink water and salt for a week. I don't know what the fuck they do. But at the agony. end of it, you, that's agony. Yeah, and at the end of it, you look like um, Brad Pitt in Fight Club. Like yeah, you, you lose just, all your water weight, you've, it's just, you've it's your compl- skin is tight. You've completely lost all the body fat, and your skin is tight. Abby in The Last of Us Part 2... Pr- prisoners is, get better treatment than that. <laughs> ...is this beautiful half halfway place between a bulk and a cut, where she's got definition, but it's not, like, weird and veiny. <laughs> a little too much. She's halfway between a bulk and a cut. Anyway, entertainment headlines. Stand-up comedian Dion Cole is filming his next special for Netflix on May 2nd in L.A., so we should get it sometime this summer. I, mi- I uh, miss Angie Tribeca. Oh, I, Was he on Angie? I, I, yeah. There's nowhere I can fucking stream Angie Tribeca. Nope. I loved that show. It's TBS, and they suck. Uh, I found out this week, just a little YouTube short told me, uh, it was an interview with um, Dolly Parton, and it turns out Keanu Reeves' mother was a designer and tailor and made a bunch of Dolly Parton's outfits back in like the 80s or the 70s what? or something. <laughs> Dolly Parton remembers cute little Keanu Reeves sitting on her floor chatting with her while her mo- while his mom hemmed her dresses. And then years later, he came up to her. Once he became like a big star after Speed and shit like that and The Matrix, and he introduced himself to her and says, I don't know if you remember me, but I was once I was once a little boy in your home while my mom worked on your dresses. And she's like, of course I remember you. Come in here, sweetie. And it was... They're both just lovely people. 
Sony, Warner Brothers, and Universal are apparently in a bidding war for a vampire movie directed by Ryan Coogler, starring Michael B. Jordan. Cool. I'll watch any good vampire movie. I'll watch anything either of them do. Uh, Michael B. Jordan is not as good of an actor as he is good looking, I think. I love his stage presence. Like he's, he's got re- presence, but he has like the presence it's once in a generation kind of presence. He has the presence of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a better actor than that. Come on, have you seen Fruitvale Station? No. Mm, you know. Okay, maybe. Okay, I, I'll agree that he's a better actor than Schwarzenegger, but uh, like he was I, a I child actor. He was really good on The Wire. He, but that's the thing. He was good on The Wire, and he did act like a kid on The Wire. But I'd never seen him be more impressive to me than he was on The Wire. He was on like some um, Never Never Turn Back or like a Tom Clancy movie on Prime. And he was the worst part of the movie because no, his acting he can absolutely just brought everything in, down. I think he's and really good at Creed. The thing is, you can do those kind of movies with an actor who's not very good, like the current Reacher series. That <laughs> actor's not a very good actor either, but he has. No, he's playing he himself. Insane. He looks yeah. insane. But so does Michael B. Jordan. Like the guy is yeah. cut for shit. And to me, the most iconic role for him was the shirtless fight in the water with, um, um. Uh, with Black Panther, right? Black and Panther honestly, movie. I thought he, f- I thought he phoned Killmonger in a little bit. That's, I don't like that performance. It is. No, again, I, I think that's him operating at peak capacity, eh. and that's why I agree with you that that's about as good as it gets. Uh, but I've never, haven't seen a Creed. I'll, I'll, I'll admit that the, the, the first and third Creed are fantastic. I heard good things. Uh, it's it's a real, real fucking shame about what's his butt's uh, hmm. majors. Oh, Jonathan Majors. Hmm. Uh, Rick and Morty Season 8 won't arrive until 2025. They can take their time. Well, apparently this is due to the writer's strike last year. That's fine. That's that's yeah. time well spent. Still, I'm so probably going to miss it. So why is it they can crank out, like, Simpsons and South Park in, like, two days, but it takes a year for a season of Rick and Morty? Uh, Traditional well, animation. A Rick and Morty script is a pretty intricate thing, first of all. Okay. Um, okay. An episode of South Park... It can be done in a day and a half just because of how they work. Uh, Simpsons absolutely doesn't work that way, but they also have it's Disney money. So Simpsons has been a factory since fucking yeah, at least two thousand two. I watched a new episode for the first time in like two years, like a couple weeks ago. It was okay. It was like eating plain oatmeal. It's like yeah, it's not offensive, but it's not. It's exactly what you expected to be in the worst possible way. Yeah. 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 Like it was, uh, Simpsons shocked us when we were younger. But I think that's just, it's equally parts getting older and having Maybe. observed so much that nothing really shocks us anymore. They, well, it's, 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 there are there still gags really, in there. There are still sight yeah. gags that I enjoy in an episode of The Simpsons. It just absolutely doesn't leave me laughing every time. Four of the best comedy writers of generation don't happen to be working on it at the same time right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I have yeah. seasons, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six. I have seasons one through seven. And then I stopped buying them. Because I'm like, that's enough. And that those are still gold. You can go back and watch those. And there's maybe not season one, but season two through seven are just gold. amazing. They're yes. Gold. Those old Treehouse of Horrors were legit scary. They were legit Kids are scary still, they still watch the, the Homer the Raven in class. 
Oh yeah, yeah no, my, my wife uses that to teach it because it's, Perfect. it's James Earl Jones. Why the fuck wouldn't you? <clears throat> Um, season two of, Invin- of Invincible will return on March fourteenth, so we have like fucking two more months. So until we get. Go ahead. The be- the best theory I heard on this is that they're breaking it up so that you have to have at least two months of Prime to see the whole. Thing. <laughs> uh, That's uh, does kind of make not far fetched at all. Yeah. No. Um, also, uh, we'll get a we'll get a Valentine's Day episode of uh, Solar Opposites this February. I I really enjoy that show. I enjoy the shit out of Solar Opposites, and yeah. I really like it when they do their holiday special. Like, I think, I'm not sure if we've had a Christmas. We've definitely had a Halloween. I think we have had a Christmas. We've had a Halloween. Now we're going to have a Valentine's Day. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, in Overwatch news, <clears throat> parent company Microsoft hit $3 trillion in market value this week. Congratulations and bonuses all around, I'm sure. That's good. That's good. The next day, (laughs) Microsoft announced 1,900 layoffs across its video game division, about 9% of the entire division. Across Xbox, ZeniMax, and Activision Blizzard. Now, there is a union that covers some workers at Activision Blizzard. None of those unionized workers are affected by this layoff. But uh, I've seen reports that... Half of Overwatch's art team was let go, and others across team four. There so, was go ahead. No, this was handled so poorly that the they work, announced yes. this right, but they didn't tell anybody who was going to no. let go. People were messaging we're Jason Schreier Jason saying, Schreier. Yeah, yeah. Do, "Do you know if I have a job?" And Schreier's like, "I'm not HR. Fuck." They yeah, tell me, man. Yeah. So this this is so bad. This is inexcusable. But, but even now, it should be a crime. Later, we, People should go to prison for this shit. We don't have a full picture of how this has affected the teams or what, what teams have been really affected by this. I've seen reports that uh, half of the art team was let go. Uh, the entire team that spent the last six years working on Blizzard's survival game, about 150 people, has been axed, and that game has been canceled. Fuck. Uh, Blizzard founder and chief design officer uh, Alan Adham is leaving the company. Blizzard's president, Mikey Barra, is out, along with Overwatch's lead narrative designer. Mm-hmm. With these and other layoffs, the gaming industry alone has laid off 5,900 people in 2024 so far, and January is not over yet. A report from last week indicates that Overwatch 2 exceeded its key performance indicator by 130% and raked in $225 million in revenue in its first year. That's good. Overwatch 1 did a billion. That's better. (laughs) Yes, it is. Um... But Overwatch 2 is free to play. You don't have to pay to download it. This is all store sales. And Pal World made approximately a bazillion dollars in a week and a half. Well, hang on. Let's go. Let's, Thirty. Hang on. Thirty times eight. Well, wait. Thirty times eight million. I should be able to do it. Sixteen. Uh, twenty-four million. Okay, twenty-four million. No, two hundred forty million. Oh, you're right. Now they don't get to keep all of that. There's taxes, and there's Steam's thirty percent, and then. Wait, no, 30, no, yeah, 30, 30 times 8 million is 240 million. So they lose a significant amount of that, but... 2,400,000? All those guys just need to retire. Just right now, everybody <laughs> one, walk two, three, away. One, Made two, a game, three. run away. I read a thing that if they had just not given Bobby Kotick the $40 million bonus, they could have given every employee they just fired $200,000. Yeah. Yeah, Bobby Kotick walked away with oh, uh, two hundred twenty-two million. 
that. Plus that massive bonus. I hope he chokes on it. Yeah. Somehow. He won't. He'll end up running another company badly. A <clears throat> little bit of good news for Overwatch this week, on console at least. <clears throat> a recent uh, a PS5 firmware update this week has disabled the Cronus cheating device, one of several options for players to hack recoil and other game mechanics and shooters and enable mouse controls. Ah. I saw a thing that some people's Zims weren't working either, but that was just one post that I saw on Reddit. I don't know if that's widespread. Um, so Sony did something, but notably, this is PlayStation. I'm sure there are a lot of players on Xbox as well that are still using their Cronuses just fine. So going back to these layoffs, <clears throat> what incentive does anyone have to get into this business? None. You to might a, end up on the team that makes a... the next PAL world. There needs to be a union yesterday. Mm-hmm. This cannot. This cannot continue. You can't. You can't live that way. These people have families and and houses and debt. Not only that, but keep in mind, last year, they did kind of a soft layoff thing where they said if you're not going to return to the office, and for some of these people, <sighs> move cross country to California to come into the office. Yeah. Uh, you're you're effectively resigning. So either come in or give us your resignation. So people did that. Some people fucking moved to California to continue working with, you know, the legendary Blizzard Entertainment and then got fucking laid off. Now, here's the good news. In California, I think you get like six months of employment insurance from the government. So these people are covered for a good chunk. Just yeah. just if you're working in California. But I still fucking horrific. From yes. Everyone moved to California, so we can't. We won't be look like complete monsters thanks to the government's bailout. Mm-hmm. I, I understand well, that this business has been cyclical. This is not the first time this has happened. It's just bigger and and, and more evil because they made three trillion dollars or whatever. But think of how much talent the industry has lost. How many people yeah, have just been laid off and never come back because fuck it. Well, one of the big things to remember is this is the tail end of the boom that occurred at the beginning of the pandemic when hiring was huge in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the gaming industry was huge at the beginning of the pandemic and throughout you know, the first year or so of the pandemic. A lot of hiring occurred, a lot of bulking up occurred, and this is what eventually mm. happens when you've hired too many people. Normalizing, yeah. Um, but the still- other thing is, this goes back to, I've told, I've said this in the past, Microsoft has no interest in hiring artists or talented people and putting its faith in them. Microsoft purchases intellectual property that it intends to exploit. Microsoft don't give a fuck. You could also say, well, maybe maybe saying Disney right now is too cruel, but I don't know. It's sliding down pretty fast. Saying what's too cruel? To say that, that Disney's in much the same mindset. Hmm... Yeah, no, I think that's fair. You know, Disney's an evil empire. Uh huh. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm glad they backed up making Star Wars movies. They knew they fucked up. We need like a decade break. I want to see whatever that next Daisy Ridley movie is. Fuck you guys. I want to see it. And Daisy Ridley still working? Daisy Ridley should be. Daisy Ridley being bad had nothing to do with Disney. Daisy Ridley just can't act. I stand Mm. by that statement. Yeah, but she's so cute. I don't care. She can't act. Yeah, but she's cute. If no, we're being brutally honest, I don't. I don't. She's as good of an actor as. 
She's as good of an actor Hamill? as, as, as Mark, Hamill. Mark Hamill was in the seventies, and you know, give her forty years, I'm sure she'll be as cool hey, as Mark Hamill. Mark is Hamill today. played Amadeus on Broadway. Really? Before Star yeah. Wars? I think after Star Wars. Around the same time. No he's the one that, that yeah, he's <laughs> okay, the first one to do I, the laugh. I don't I don't think oh. that's fair because that's that's a role for a man. Daisy really can't get that role unless we're doing a gender no, bent like, version of Amadeus. I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> No, I'm saying that Mark Hamill's a better actor than Daisy Ridley. Okay, well, uh, Mark Hamill today is a better actor than Daisy Ridley is today. I don't know that Mark Hamill in the 70s was a better actor than Daisy Ridley is at the same age, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. But then again, the script he was working with with the original Star Wars wasn't exactly, you know, fucking no, Shakespeare. No, it's not. Anyway, yeah. No. I mean, we're, asking about, we're asking about as much of Daisy Ridley and young Mark Hamill as we are of uh, Michael B. Jordan in most of what he does. Like, he's there to look pretty. And, you know, be a physically imposing presence with a shirt off, usually. And it works. It works. But he's no Barry Keoghan. <laughs> it was a very, it was a very, quote, brave performance. Let's call it that. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the bathwater alone. Five minutes. Yeah. No, not, not the bathwater. There's like, you could see his dick flopping around as he danced. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, no. like, mean, good for him. Good for him. I... That, that house was not cold. They must, or maybe yeah, maybe say, it was, and I should be doubly warm. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's with shrinkage. Holy shit. Wow. Uh, okay. Uh, there are, back in Overwatch news, there are a lot of rumors going around about what changes are coming up in Season 9. Streamer Wanted seemed to accidentally mention that Tracer's hit points will be going up to 175. I've heard other rumors that they might be increasing hit points across the board. They might be reducing the amount of damage you get from critical hits across the board. Yeah. Um, I'm, and it's some people are kind of suggesting that whatever they do in Season 9 is going to like fundamentally alter how Overwatch plays, and it'll stay that way for the next year. And that scares the fuck out of me, because this balance team is on crack on a good day. <laughs> like, I'm really worried that they might just kill the fun of Overwatch with this fucking patch. Um, so we'll see what happens, but... Hearing that Tracer's hit points are going up does not instill any kind of faith in me. Like, I'm worried. It'd be nice if I could no longer get two shot by an Alari. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, Ubisoft's Skull and Bones will get an open beta next month, running from February 8th to 12th, and you can preload it starting February 6th. Please. I'm checking please that shit out. Game? Do I'm it. totally checking that shit out. Absolutely do it. it. I want to see it. Mm -hmm. Because it if there's one company I have faith play. with to deliver quality, it's Ubisoft. <laughs> I'm not allowed to make comments on that, seeing as I have played all the Assassin's Creed games to completion. And you I played must, the closed beta. I must recuse myself from this argument. <laughs> I mean, I'll still check out like the next Far Cry if it looks good. We'll see. Uh, we already talked about Palworld. World. Oh, but we didn't mention it is only the second game in Steam's history to surpass two million concurrent players. That's so <laughs> weird. It was, it was beating Counter-Strike. Mm -hmm. how, how did a game with no advertising budget fucking do that? Yeah, that's weird, eh? Uh, it's, it's, it's cheap, and it hit the front page at the right time. Uh, I guess. Damn. Uh, yeah, man, I guess kids that's just not saw happened on Epic. and thought, Pokemon with guns, we're doing this. I gotta check this out. Mom, I need to use your credit card. 
uh, a leaked Eurogamer, a leaker that Eurogamer says has a pretty stellar track record, said this week, that within the next 15 days we will see more of Death Stranding 2 and a PS5 and PC release of horror game Until Dawn will be revealed. Yeah, how about a new game from them? No. I need, I don't need that was exactly my reaction. And I know that technically Death Stranding 2 is a new game, but this spawned like a big conversation in the PlayStation thread on Penny Arcade forums about how safe companies are playing it lately. And that like, I, you know, I fucking, I'm still pissed off that Sony shut down uh, SE Studio Japan, the company that gave us Siren, the company that gave us uh, Gravity Rush. I want Gravity Rush 3. I want Gravity Rush 2 remastered for the PS5. You, you gotta... You are I not want Siren get, 4. You're not going to get dangerous AAA games. It's not going to happen. It's too expensive. Them. Too much of a risk. Them. You get dangerous single-A games like El Paso Elsewhere. Okay, but... Weird games. I think, I think it's fair to say that uh, Baldur's Gate 3 and maybe to a lesser extent Cyberpunk were dangerous games to release. Like, Cyberpunk just <sighs> looked fucking cool, and so it got a lot of hype around it. Plus, it came yeah. from the company that did The Witcher. But still, that was a ma- that was like that was like Naughty Dog going from Jack to to uh, Uncharted. That was that was the company that makes this swords and sorcery RPG doing something vastly different. I think that's fair to say. That was kind of a risky move from CD Projekt, uh, and yeah. it ended up crashing and burning, and then taking off a little bit. <laughs> It took a year, year and a half yeah. to yeah. get on its feet. Uh, but fucking um, Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate 3, 3 spent forever in early access, though. Years in early spent, access. They Yeah, but they, but again, that was, that was them shooting for, you know, shooting for the fence. And it worked. Baldur's Gate 3 sold fucking gangbusters. Game of the Year at it the did. Game Awards. Yes, it did. Game of the Year for the kid who plays the, uh, the young version of... Um, uh, my, uh, Marky Mark's character in the Ted series. <laughs> that, that was his game of the year. Um, so I, I think there's absolutely, well, I want to believe that there's room for risk because I see it paying off. But I agree that like, I don't know, I think if we're going to see risks like that, they're going to come from Sony and not from Microsoft. What's the last, what's the last big first party Sony game that was a risk? Days uh, Gone, Horizon. Horizon, Days Gone. And I'm not sure which came out first. Uh, Horizon. Maybe, yeah. yeah, maybe Horizon. Was well, yeah, recent. but I, I mean, Horizon, Horizon. Horizon at its core is just an open world action game. It's not like we don't have yeah, a million but, of those. It was just better. But it's but it's a complete departure from anything Guerrilla Entertainment had done in the past. Those guys made fucking Killzone. And now, which I wish they would do again. Animal Bots. Uh, I'd love to see a new kill zone. <laughs> I would also love to see a new kill zone. Um, but Halo honestly, was the officially last, the last, shat the bed, so it's time for a new the kill last zone. kill zone. Was the worst kill zone. That is also but, very true. But I'd love, I'd love like a return to like the weighty feel of kill zone one and two with the oh, like, yeah. graphics. That'd be <laughs> that would be, be really great. Cool. That would be really cool. But I also want a new resistance. Kill zone was always linear. And it always mm-hmm. had multiplayer, but I never loved Killzone's multiplayer. And that's the thing, is you, you want to make a Halo where people love the campaign and then stay for the multiplayer. Like, that's what Sony is trying to make. They're trying to, 
make a game as service that has a life like Overwatch. And they've never they've never cracked that. They keep on trying. Remember Mag? Oh God! No, I don't. A yeah, massive action I, I, game. I remember. It was 120 Mag. players per map. It was. Big. I played it. Yeah. And I was terrible at it. It was another one of those games, first-person shooters. I tried. It was like, nope, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't play multiplayer first-person shooters. Uh, so yeah. So either way. It sounds like we're going to get uh, a Sony little mini showcase sometime in the next two weeks. Let's hope nope. there's something new to learn there. Uh, the first DLC character for Suicide Squad has been revealed. A very Forever 21 looking version of the Joker from a uh, different universe because the Joker is dead in Rocksteady's universe. And they couldn't just leave Can't him. have that. Well, I saw a thing. I think it was Kotaku talking about how the roadmap for Suicide Squad actually makes it look pretty good. I What? Yes. Yeah, it's a roadmap. Suicide Squad still has, still has to be fun to play, game plans No, 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 no. we got so many characters good. coming. It'll be so, so good. I don't... Oh, is, is the Joker going to fly around like all the other characters? Yes, he has an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> really? Has that been shown? Yeah, he surfs on a giant umbrella. I've seen it. Oh, my God. Oh, my... Oh, it no. actually... You know what? You know what? It, it works for me. I don't hate it. The animation budget on this game is insane. I'll say that. I can't. The game comes out in not long. Review codes are not out yet. Uh huh. Well, yeah, but every preview is like meh. Yeah, everyone who's played it was like, nah, I don't like it. What the fuck is mm. this? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Was exactly what I said about Gotham Knights. Before I hey, got my refund. Hey, hey, hey. Gotham Knights was just Gotham Knights fine. Was, Gotham Knights was just fine. Gotham Knights was a solid seven. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Not in my Gotham Knights. In which Bruce also actually paid, dies. I also paid like 20 bucks for it. So that I might That's have also, to do I mean, with it. <clears throat> being entertained is being entertained, regardless of the price paid. You are entertained. Um, and I feel at this point it would behoove us to remind Alex that Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth is out like today, isn't it? Yeah, and they're selling mm-hmm. the New Game Plus as an add-on for how much? Okay, but... Uh, what? How much do you think it is? Actually, when $10. was the last time you actually played a New 15. Game Plus? Oh, God. When yeah. was the last time you actually played a New Game Plus, Alex? Fair enough, but still, I, I'm I'm very angry about that. That's so No, I, I agree it's shitty. Like, Insomniac wouldn't do us like that. No, they would not. But um, but Sega would. It is Sega. Apparently. It's Sega. It does look cute, and it does look fun. It does look cute. I love Ichiban a lot. I will get around to it. For some reason, I'd much rather play Persona 4, for reasons I honestly can't explain. Whatever, it's a wonderful little world. Not only that, but... The world of Persona 4 specifically is that of an idyllic little um, uh, rural town in Japan. Where and on, t- on top of that, like to add to that, everything is like PS2 aesthetic, and it's all they look like miniatures in a really yeah. relaxing way. Where life moves slow, like there's something really um, almost aspirational about the way you exist within a Persona game. It's not quite as chill as like you know Animal Crossing, but no. But it's nice. It's nice to look at at the Steam Deck. It's nice to look at on a big screen. They did a great job with the Steam hmm. Steam version. Yeah, a version of Persona Four stylized up like Five would be would be pretty That'd sexy. Be nuts. I, yeah. I bet they get everyone back. Like no, um, not Noel North. What's his face? Um, I thought they had to recast the voice actor. They did have Chie. to recast Chie, but she's yeah, still that really... pissed me off. Yeah, I know. That she's me good. Off no end. No, she's not. She's not, much not as good, but she's good. 
<laughs> but uh, what's close, uh, but no, no. God, who, uh, who played Joel? Um, fuck. Oh shoot. Uh, Troy yes. Baker. Troy Baker Troy still yeah, talks yeah, about yeah, Kanji. Yeah. He loves Kanji. Troy Baker was Kanji. Yes, sir. Oh, okay, that makes sense. No, they the okay. The localization team at Atlas USA is second to fucking none. They're the Longer best. Than that. Yeah. Uh, so the like a dragon team could kick it up a notch. Well, yeah, just play it in know. Japanese voices. <clears throat> I do. Yeah, it, it's yeah. it's what you have to do. It's yeah. just gotta be in Japanese. You know, they they yeah, because the the Japanese VAs give in the same way that uh, you know Isla Fisher. And uh, and Randall Park gave it their all as the talking dogs. Japanese VAs go into it fucking serious, mm-hmm. and they put they put everything into that performance because they they know how much people value it and how crazy the fucking fans are. And for some reason, some localization companies just don't take it that seriously, unlike Atlas USA, and I think uh, NIS America. I think we can tip their, our hat to them as well. Although I don't play many NIS games. I maintain you would love the ending of Persona 5 Royal. I think you'd really dig it. Maybe. Maybe I would. Just gotta get there. Don't don't worry about strikers and all that other shit. I'd have to go play a JRPG again, and that's like, outside of sports, (laughs) that's like my least favorite genre. Like, I like, you know, I I like... When's the last time you played a sports game? Come on, honestly. I I like, um... Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. I've got an answer for this. Back here Do you remember? I want, to say it was called, I want to say it was called Base Wars. Do you remember this game on the Nintendo? Oh, yeah, on NES. Char- yeah, yeah, all your characters are like are like robots, robots and you can like uh-huh. change out their treads and their upper body parts to make them hit better yeah. or throw better and yep. shit like that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Base Wars. Yeah. I played, base, played yep. base Wars against my brother on the on the 8-bit NES back in the 80s, listener. The uh, Pyre doesn't count as a sports game. I don't care what you guys say. Pyre was a good Pyre's, game. Pyre is a fucking single-player sports game. It is. <sighs> the last sports game I played on purpose was probably the NFL 2K games on Dreamcast. 2K and 2K1. Uh, because when those came out, they were a, revel- a revelation. They looked amazing compared to anything else that had been done sports-wise. Since then, I've had no reason to. Well, I think, you I know, there, there's 100% of market for the sports games. It's just not us. It's it's people who actually play and watch sports. Well, yeah, it's... I watch a smattering of sports, but I don't know enough football to play Madden. I'm just... I don't know the game well enough. The only sports I'll ever watch is I'll see, like, a clip of some Olympics-level shit. And I'll go, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, I'll swipe to whatever the next clip that YouTube wants to show me is. Yeah, and I'll see, uh, I will admit to doing the very stereotypical male American thing on Sundays. and be like, okay, we're going to do jack shit today and we're going to watch some football for a little while. Oh, no. And, no. and, and it's a good way to pass about three hours. <laughs> it's a great way to pass about three hours and about six or seven beers. Yeah, I al- this is also I true. also attend the church of doing jack shit on Sundays, but, but it has nothing to do with it. But no, it, it is important to rest on the Lord's Day. Have you ever tried to watch rugby? No, but I yeah. think that'd probably be more fun than football. Just It is, because I have no idea what the fuck is going on. But There's like a, they're, they're adding a new like teeth counter for, for each team. I didn't know that <laughs> No, that's inscription. That's... <laughs> <laughs> 
There's a little scale. <laughs> yep, yep. Each each knock and loses the most uh, teeth. Yeah. <laughs> this big man, camera people, comes out. I'm I'm still sitting here on the Kotaku main page, and there's uh, it's talking about how The Last of Us Part Two will work on TV. And man, people who haven't played The Last of Us Part Two. Watching episode one of season two of The Last of Us are walking into the Red Wedding time. episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> that, yeah, that's the Red Wedding. I get it. We all love Pedro Pascal, but <laughs> you're not yep. going to like this. Nope. Especially if they do it up as brutal as the game did. Just golf club with Man, bat, were, bat to the head. Just were, I, watching it again, there are like bits of chunks of skull and brain like falling off the mm-hmm. club. Fuck. Yep. Yep. Well, Abby's got them arms. She can hit a home run with somebody's She's head. She's got them arms. <laughs> Abby's got Abby's got pythons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's got pistols, but check out them guns. <clears throat> if you don't kill her in the end. Actually, that was seeing Abby at the end kind of skinny and wasted away. It was so yeah. sad. It was yeah. so sad. Well, especially because, okay, Ellie has this horrible villain arc where she starts off, and watching it again, it, it kind of re... It's re-clarifying what's happening with these two characters. Where Ellie in the beginning, um, it, she she's still Ellie, and she's still a bit of a badass, absolutely. But she's also a, an objectively good person still. She hasn't done anything too horribly. Mm-hmm. And as she progresses through it with Dina, uh, Dina's talking about, you know, like, um, uh, but, you know, this this person, if we're trying to get information out of this person, they could just lie to us. And Ellie says something tough like, give me five minutes with my knife, I'll make them talk. And Dina goes, oh, oh, really? Okay. And just lets it go. Mm-hmm. And then it, later in the story, Ellie is put in a position where she does need to make someone talk. And it begins and then cuts away from it fairly quickly. And she shows up back at the base with Dina, clearly fucking traumatized by what she's done. And uh, Dina can see on her face that something is very, very wrong. And she takes her into the back and strips her down and starts, you know, cleaning up her cuts. And then Ellie just starts breaking down. And she goes like, Ellie, what's wrong? What's wrong? And Ellie goes, I made her talk. (laughs) And Dina just holds her. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, Ellie has to go out and do more. And she refuses and to, she, she refuses to let this go. And then she ends up killing pregnant Ashley Birch. And, uh, mm-hmm. and Abby's longtime love, who she doesn't know is Abby's longtime love at the time. And then we switch over to Abby. Um... So, like, Ellie has done, like, all the worst things she possibly can. She is ready to go home, and then Abby shows up. Like, we, we gave you a chance, and you wasted it, and she's holding a gun to Tadina's head. And then we switch over to Abby, and Abby is currently with some very bad motherfuckers who are at war with a crazy fucking psycho cult from the forest. And I haven't gotten there yet, but Abby's arc is going to be abandoning this society that she's a part of in order to protect this one kid from the cult. And that's her, that's her motivation through the entire second half of the game is just keeping this kid safe. And then Ellie shows up and I think puts a knife to the kid's throat to force Abby to fight her. And Abby has been tortured for weeks when Ellie finds her and is like emaciated yep, and, and her muscles and are almost yeah. gone and her hair's all been chopped off and shit. 
and fuck yeah no it's it's a it's a it's a hell of a story so i mean i really when they make the third one first time i played it when they make the third one and they will can you even have ellie as a character anymore can you even yes Yes, she needs her redemption arc does she though does she deserve a redemption arc or is she just a villain now she could be the next joel help someone good achieve something great yeah there's that. There's or she is she could, just you know, the villain now? Is she the bad guy? Is well, she maybe, lead someone maybe, like that? maybe the final question. chapter is they find another scientist capable of creating a vaccine, and Allie willingly sacrifices herself as an adult, who has the you know capacity to choose for themselves to do that. Um, but I'm actually really I, impressed they did almost nothing with the immunity stuff about her. Oh, when you talking about in the TV show? Well, no, the, in Last of Us Two, it's really not really like, it's not really mentioned much. I mean, it's, no, and I'm proud up, of them for it that. It definitely comes up quite a bit, actually. Oh, um, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I would by the end of The Last of Us Two, the character I want to see where they end up next is Abby. I like Abby does become like a real hero by the end of The Last of Us Two. I I want to know how what uh, what her and Lev are up to. Um, Abby is left alone. And can't play the guitar with her mangled hand at the end of The Last you of Us 2. You mean Ellie. Two. Sorry, Ellie. yeah, Ellie is left alone with her mangled hand and can't play the guitar yeah. at the end of The Last of Us 2. But the thing is, um, Ellie was always us in The Last of Us. In The Last of Us 1, Ellie was us. Um, she is still learning about the nature of the world when we meet her. Like, she's seen some shit, but Joel is explaining everything to her. Joel is explaining what happened to her and us. Ellie is us. And part of what I really rejected about the narrative of the last of us Two, the first time I played it was Ellie becoming this monster because I wouldn't fucking do that. <laughs> like, <I wouldn't, laughs> like, there's a lot of shit that Ellie does that I wouldn't do. Like, and you wouldn't make her talk. <laughs> no, I don't think I would. I don't think I Not would that make way. Her talk. Anyway. Yeah. No. And, um, and in fairness, the pregnant woman that Ellie kills did come at her with a knife and Ellie didn't know she was pregnant. Like, you come at me with a knife, and I have a knife. We're going to fight over that knife, and one of us might die. It could be you. You didn't tell me you were pregnant. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't know. Um, that, that's 100% what happened. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I still have a lot of affection for Ellie. I'd love, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to see a sequel with Ellie. I'd love to see a sequel with Abby. I want both of those games. I'm only going to get one. And given how self-important Neil Druckmann's Druckmann. narratives are. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. would not surprise me if we're not dealing with either of those characters again. Just as just as another little fuck you to the audience, like what he did to Joel. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. I just hope I just hope that whoever is in charge of the gameplay is still there because the gameplay of The Last of Us is what makes it sing. Let Druckmann have his fantasies. Mm-hmm. Just, just leave the combat alone. Leave the combat alone. Infinite Wealth is officially the best-selling um, Like a Dragon game, period. Nice. Right. In the first two days. Wow. It's been out two days? Oh, wait, no. Okay, this is the first day. This, it's it's already the, the best-selling like first day. Uh, no, I don't I don't know what its release date is. I think I think it's already out. Yeah. It is. It's, it, yeah, you can buy it on Steam. Seventy bucks. January twenty sixth. It came out to, came out today. Full price. Full price. The release date is today. Seventy dollar. Yeah, and the thing is, like, that was another part of the discussion about, um, about new games and remakes. Is 
Oh yeah, and the fact and the fact that I was unwilling to shell out for um, Prince of Persia. Prince of Persia. Yeah. And like re- people like this are the reasons. Like not all games need to be some epic, you know, two hundred hour RPG with a stellar you know presentation. At the same time, though, like a dragon charging full price for the amount of content that I know is in that game. Yeah, that's that's yeah. fine. That's fine. That's that's fine. That's, <laughs> that's fine. totally reasonable. That's that's fine. Like. Like that that is a fine value proposition. Um uh, there's probably a, a like a resort management game in there that's worth twenty bucks on its own. Cyber, <laughs> Cyberpunk is an excellent value proposition. Uh, Baldur's Gate three is an excellent value proposition. Um, the Last of Us Part Two remastered for that same price, not as good of a value no. proposition. Fifteen bucks? Absolutely, absolutely for that upgrade. 100%. So what do we think about Avowed knowing that it's a short game? Is that a $70 I, game? I'm expecting the Outer Worlds, which was game. fine. Isn't it? Well, that's fine, like open, but was Outer Worlds at full price? No. Yes. Well, outer, no. Well, no, it was. Well, I think for it was Alex, 60. maybe. It was. It was sixty. Okay, it was, was a little it less. It was. Yeah. Well, I think Spacer's I Choice, the thing, has only been like forty bucks. Okay. I'm okay with a valid being thirty hours long. That's fine. Well, if it's of, anything like uh, Dead Fire Story, it's gonna be fucking good. Mm-hmm. Thing is, to you, well, to you, avowed is going to be nothing because you're on Game Pass. To Alex, That's it's true. going to be I don't know what eighty bucks, probably. To me, it would be five hundred and eighty bucks. I'm not paying yeah. that. Your PC could probably run it. Okay, but then I'd be playing. Then I'd be playing a game on my PC. On your PC, which doesn't okay. happen outside. Oh, here it of is. Darkest Dungeon. Found that Okay, yeah, no, the Bodybuilder Lady I follow on Twitter is at Claire Max. C-L-A-I-R-E-M-A-X. Okay. It was bothering me that I didn't remember it. Hmm. Well, she does have a Carlac cosplay. I didn't know she had finished it. I'd, I'd seen her, like, she, she she posts, like, her work on um, on costumes sometimes. And I remember she she was working on like all that leather shit that Carlac wears, but I don't remember her posting the. Costume. Is Carlac a straight up demon or is she a tiefling? She's a tiefling. She's a tiefling. Okay. Yeah. She just happens okay. to have red skin and horns, which you know is kind of demonic looking. But you that's know, she, tiefling in general, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a tiefling, and she did spend a lot of time in hell, so she does have an infernal engine in her chest. So she does reek of the hells, according to those who can smell these things. But she's a tiefling. She's a good person. She has uh, she has total golden retriever energy is a good way to put it. <laughs> I'm still not going to play that game. So you should. I get it's it. It's fucking awesome. I, the turn based combat. I just don't think I can get over it. I don't think I could. You you can just flip a switch and make it action. Really? No. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Are you talking about like a dragon? No, no, we're, we're talking, talking no. about Baldur's, Baldur's Gate three. Gate. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. That's that was a bad Twitter joke. What? The guy that was like, I, I would love this game if it was if you could just flip a switch and make it um, like an action game, like not. No, turn I'm, I'm unfamiliar with that joke. I just made that joke right now, all on my own, off the top. Oh of no, my head. it was this whole thing. Like it was a serious proposition. Can we just patch in? Uh, active combat to Baldur's Gate and like army developers like fuck no you can't what do you what the hell are you talking no. about no it, it, it absolutely wouldn't work there'd be no way no. to you to could not give use access, to give access to the amount of options that the game provides 
You cannot in, use items. In an action sense, no. No. You have I to play know. like XCOM. That's it's, what kind of game excellent. it is. It's fucking excellent. I, is. I'm aware. I, I will not debate the quality. It's more of debating my ability to enjoy said quality. Instead, I'll play overly difficult things that look like Super Nintendo games. <laughs> Teach their own. And enjoy them. So that. Mm. All right. That's all I got. You guys That's got anything all else? I got all right. In that case, God, I hope it doesn't snow anymore here. I really do. We're getting good weather for the next two weeks up here. It's 70 degrees right now in Durham. Or in um, Fuquaver in North Carolina. Yeah, it's no, a, I, I. It's going to be above actually, freezing on Monday. There you go. I actually hey, got you can the chip your way out of the apartment. <laughs> <laughs> There's still piles. See, people. People down here are unfamiliar with the term snit. There's still piles of snit laying around. Snit is a portmanteau of snow and shit. And it's what's oh, left. It's the piles. Scares. It's the piles that are left in parking lots where after yep. they scrape it and the snow begins to melt and it's just like sooty and gross and black. Rock solid. I have to teach, yeah, I have to teach people what snit is because snit lasts for weeks because it's just compact and angry. I'm just going to point out right now that snit is already a full word. Yeah, Dick, you're in a snit. Yeah, you're in a snit. You're in a huff. Um, yeah, I know. You're in a, a fit but, of bad humor. Okay. But this snit is a portmanteau of other words. Okay. Well, I mean, it does sound pretty snitty. Oh, <laughs> snitty snit. <laughs> snitty snitty snit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And who's uh, who's this? Um, okay, you remember the bear, Alex? Yes, the show. Mem- remember the the girl who I think won an Emmy for being yeah Ao Eddie Berry. Yeah, she's hosting Saturday Night Live this week. Well deserved. She's funny yeah. as fuck. Well, not only that, she started as a stand up. Like she has stand up bits that you can find. No, out. I know. Yeah, so she's <laughs> like a full on comedian. I'm hyped for that. Uh, and that's all I got. Yeah, she was really good in um, theater camp. I never saw it. She pretends to be able to teach um, theater combat just for a job. She doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. And the kids make fun of her, and it's great. That is how theater often works. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, when they're having a teacher conference, like, the, the teachers are, like, around a fire after work. It's like, what are you doing here? I'm just trying to, you know, make my way in the world. Just figure it out. No, 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 no. Today, what did you do here today? <laughs> when, okay, well, actually, my, my high school was, like, kind of proud of itself as a theater art school mm-hmm. so when we did 12th night and there had to be sword fights in it we actually brought in like a professional fight choreographer who taught us like the and once he taught me the combo square that like all sword fights in all movies do i can't fucking unsee it every time like uh um, the guy in gladiator mm-hmm. does it or something it just it ruined the mystery of action a has lot been ruined of, for you, yeah. Some some of it, yeah. Like not John Wick, but anytime someone goes ding 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 in a in a movie, yeah, man. I just I have that muscle memory in my arm still. I could fucking do it. It's you just can't watch Princess Bride anymore. It doesn't work. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. It ruined the ruined the combat in Princess Bride. <laughs> anyway, all right. all right. Alex just like there's another Alex for a second there. That was really weird. Alex, are and you you? Say something only you would know. Uh-oh. We're, we, we've, we've desynced. It's time to go. Alex, thank you for being here. He can't. Uh, we can't. We're, we're, we're done. Yeah. Chance, thank you for talking. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll see you in a week. <laughs>